My name is Jessica Estelle Huggins, creative independent producer of films, documentaries, and podcasts. I'm also the host of your new favorite podcast, Black Women Shine. In this series, the Black Women Shine podcast celebrates the contributions of 10 out of hundreds of Black women in the city of Boston that have been doing incredible work within the arts, civic engagement, and mental health. Ayana Mack is a visual artist, user interface strategist, graphic designer, and CEO of Self Care. As a visual artist, Ayana creates bright and texture-rich work to enrich communities and uplift individuals. Motivated by her personal experiences, Black culture, and self-love, Ayana shares crucial messages through art while inspiring others to discover their passions. Let's hear more from Ayana Mack. Thank you so much, Ayana, for joining the podcast. For our listeners, could you describe who Ayana Mack is? Ayana Mack is an artist, a designer, and a community member. Do you remember the first visual piece that inspired you, and can you describe it? The first visual piece that inspired me would be a piece from my grandmother, who was also an artist. So she did portraits of her children. She did uh, images of animals, elephants, her travels. So that was what I would say inspired me first. Yeah. You know, the older that I get, the more I think about how impressionable young people are. And my first introduction to film was through my father, so he's never been a professional videographer or anything like that. But when I was four years old, he had one of the big bulky VHS cameras <laughs> and he never used to let me use it because I was this small little girl and, you know, he didn't want me to break it. But one day he let me look through the lens and I feel like my life changed. I was just like, oh, my God, you can see the world through literally a lens that's just not your eyes. And so, yeah, it's pretty amazing <laughs> to think back on that. But Ayana, you have worked really hard throughout the last couple of years to establish yourself as like a household name in, in visual arts in Boston and throughout New England. You have work and pieces and clients and customers that have purchased your beautiful work all over the country. And so, my question to you is, how have you been able to do that? How have you worked so hard over these last few years to really establish yourself as a visual artist? Back in 2014 was when I really started to sell my artwork and um, meet folks in the community and kind of do all sorts of projects. So I feel like the groundwork and the roots that I put in from 2014 until now have really allowed me to connect with people in the community which has basically given me so many projects and opportunities. So I had most of my projects, literally like 95% of them are references from other people. And I believe it's from the work that I've done, just connecting and genuinely having relationships with people in the community. So right now I have work in different black owned restaurants, hair salons, 
along with, it wasn't a nail salon, I've had a piece in Daryl's, which was a part of a group show not too long ago, uh, which was a really great experience for me because years back, I remember going into the space and seeing all this beautiful black art and you know, thinking that it would be great to have my work there. Just this really great, beautiful full circle moment that made me feel uh, very special. And, you know, like I'm, I'm getting there and making it. And even with all of your success, Ayana, what do you think are some of the challenges that Black artists face in Boston? I think some of the challenges that I face is a lack of connecting with each other. I feel like there are pockets of people and pockets of circles where folks are very well connected and you know they'll put each other on and then there are moments where if you are an outsider or you're not in that circle you might not know about the opportunity i think not only with entrepreneurs but just on a city level and i feel kind of going into entrepreneurship it's important for us to collaborate and to connect with each other because that's where the power is amongst the people that are next to you the people that are on the ground level you know, because a lot of us are trying to get to that goal. So it's important to connect with the person next to you, to put them on, to share references, because I feel like that is ultimately what's going to make us level up on a larger scale and individually. Yeah, that reminds me a lot of um, something Issa Rae said a few years ago. That's what I was referencing. <laughs> yeah, this ability yeah. to level up together, level up with the people across from you and not just looking upwards because oftentimes those people who you're working alongside with are the people that are going to rise up with you. Why is community so much embedded in your artwork? Back in 2011, I was in grad school and I started a thesis. And my thesis was on using design as a tool to create change in communities of color. And um, fast forward to 2016, doing the Eggleston Square uh, public art project, and then doing a mural in uh, Mattapan uh, at the Wilson Street Community Garden. There were seeds being planted throughout those years that reference community and uh, almost this like urgency to create change specifically in black communities. Originally, my family being from Roxbury and me living in Mattapan currently, since I was 12, you know, you see the differences in our communities versus other communities like the seaport. And um, it really is an urgency to create change. So it's really been necessary to make our community shine and highlight our people the same way that they are highlighted in other communities or other spaces and show that we care and we want our spaces to be just as beautiful and we deserve the best. Amongst many of Ayana's great talents, she truly is a community builder. Let's hear from Tweba Thizi, one of Ayana's clients. I first met Ayana in 2018 when I owned and operated Ideal Mixer. She was hired by Stephanie Voltaire to do a paint a bag party. And it was the first collaboration that they did together. And it was actually my first paint party. It was pretty awesome. We ended up hanging out for hours afterwards. So the first project that I worked on with Ayana was with Ayana Presley. The project that she had with Ayana Presley was a request for proposal for an artist to help her solidify her brand. With Ayanna Presley, everyone was so excited that she was the first Congresswoman of Boston. So people were just creating their own Ayanna Presley brand and she wanted to hone that in and put it on her own website 
So Ayana really just needed help with creating a proposal to make sure that she was awarded the project. And we got my digital whiteboard out. We started empathy mapping, defining like what the problem is, brainstorming on solutions. And she was awarded the project. And that's what was so cool about her being awarded the project because it wasn't a surprise. It was just a confirmation of the inspiring artist that she is today because she's so talented. And that experience just felt futuristic. Ayana's work speaks to me in a way of just being relatable. I enjoy continue working with her because it's almost like her goal is to create happiness and spread optimism and just simplify life. Even with some of her artwork, you can probably see or sense some type of like pain. But if you look again, you see more like growing and healing. And I think that is so spiritually beautiful (laughs) that uh, if you're doing something that feels just fun and good for your soul. How do you not want to work with that? (laughs) Ayana, could you discuss how you met Congresswoman Presley and how you began to work with her? A few years ago, I met Ayana Presley at a vending event that I was participating in. I was selling my product, which was t-shirts, tote bags, and my artwork. She had purchased some of it. And over the years, I had saw her at different community events. And we talked, had a few conversations, And then moving into January 2019, she called me and asked if I would assist in creating some merchandise for her brand. So this is kind of how I start all of my projects. And an empathy map is basically giving you the back end different uh, questions and really digging deep into what the client is looking for before beginning design. So there's uh, questions on here like, what is she here? What does she think and feel? What does she say? What does she want? So really thinking about this before even designing. Some of the stuff that is already out there that she didn't put out there. So one of the things that kept coming up was illustrations, t-shirts that didn't come from her um, brand, it came from other people who were supporting her. So the goal was to develop her brand. So how's her brand being developed and what is you know what say does she have into it? So that was really, the problem that I was solving behind all of this. Before going into designing, I'm doing a lot of brainstorming. I'm looking at what's currently out there. What are other Congresswomen doing? People in politics, what does their design work look like? Alexandria Cortez, she steps away from your red, white, and blue and really gets into different um, fonts, really angled, almost similar to like, like superheroes kind of. It's very, it's moving, there's um, different colors, it's brighter, so really pulling in your viewer with these colors. Are there some things I can pull from that into the work that I'm gonna do for Ayanna Presley? So I do a lot of note taking, a lot of research before beginning any of the design work. How did you discover that your art was transformational? I discovered my art was transformational back in 2016 when I was doing a public art project called Play Me I'm Yours, where I painted a piano that was to be placed in a community in Boston. My goal for the piano was to have it placed specifically in a black community, Dorchester, Roxbury, and Mattapan. And the piano that I created had African fabric, bright colors, and quotes that referenced positive uh, energy and positive words for black communities. 
It was placed in Eggleston Square, which was awesome because it really spoke to the community and that was the goal of the piece. And shortly after I ended up going to the piano and I watched folks in the community interact with it. They played it, they really enjoyed it. And um, they didn't know who I was. So I'm kind of like creepily watching <laughs> until I'm introduced. And um, people were just really excited to have this beautiful piece of art in their neighborhood, which is something that we deserve. Yes, beautiful. We definitely deserve all types of beautiful artwork in our communities. Ayana, in our pre-interview, you mentioned that you would like to do more mural work. Can you talk a bit more about that and the type of impact you would like it to have? Yes. So ultimately, I'd like to do larger pieces and murals, not just restricted to Boston, but I'd absolutely love to do murals around the world, learning about different cultures and making an impact not only home-based, but in other spaces. And I believe that murals are very impactful just because not only their size, but you really get to share your message to such a large group of people, whether it's tourists, whether it's folks in your own community. But I think it's just really almost like this political statement of putting yourself onto a wall and what you want to share out to a mass of people, hopefully without any um, constraints. What does the future hold for Ayana Mack? I feel like I have grown so much as an artist. I've started in one space, moved throughout design, moving into user experience. And now I am finally jumping into what I feel like my purpose is, which is to not only bring access to arts and communities of color, but to really share the information that I know and to share my knowledge with other people so that they may not you know, go through the things that I went through when I first started out. So it's kind of a part of it. Also just not feeling restricted by anything. If I wanna paint a mural in China, then I'll probably paint a mural in China so I don't feel like I'm weighted down by anything. So I think the future holds very large, impactful, game-changing projects. Ayana, what do you think makes Black women shine? I believe what makes Black women shine is our ability to just go for it. A lot of my friends are entrepreneurs. They are, you know, working nine to five. They're doing what they're passionate about and they're just going for it. There's no... uh no question about it, no hesitation. And I'm really grateful. I'm surrounded by about like 95% of friends and acquaintances who are just, you know, they have that goal and they're shooting for it. So this ability to not let anything stand in the way of that and go for what they want. I think that's what makes them shine. Thank you so much, Ayana, for sharing your work and your passions with us. It truly is inspiring to have someone like you be so unapologetic about celebrating our communities through your artwork. To learn more about Ayana Mack and to purchase some of her beautiful work, head on over to ayanamack.co. This podcast would not be possible without the support and talents of Michelle Meek, NewEnglandFilm.com, Women in Film and Video New England, Wendy Markin-Arty of Animus Studios, Luke Blackadar of the Arts and Business Council, Mark McGuire at Adobe, and music composed by Kadaj Bennett. My name is Jessica Stell-Huggins, and I am the host of the Black Women Shine podcast. <laughs>